Welcome to the Pete on Software podcast, where we program with passion. This is the podcast that discusses technology, the business side of software, and the tech people that drive our industry. And now, here's your host, Pete Shearer. Hi, and welcome to episode 28 of the Pete on Software podcast. I'm recording this on Saturday, November 22nd, 2014. Today, I want to talk about narcissism. In episode 380 of the podcast, Answer Man podcast, Cliff Ravenscraft tackled the notion that he might be narcissistic, and that got me thinking, am I a narcissist? So what does that even mean? Well, narcissism comes from Greek mythology and the character of Narcissus, who was known for his good looks. Nemesis, which is yet another word that we've created from a Greek character, noticed this behavior and attracted Narcissus to a pool where he saw his own reflection in the water and he fell in love with it, not realizing that it was merely an image. Unable to leave the beauty of his own reflection, he drowned. Well, that's an obvious extreme, right? Well, narcissistic personality disorder, which is the thing that I'd be in danger of having, is personality disorder in which the person is excessively preoccupied with personal adequacy, power, prestige, and vanity, mentally unable to see the destructive damage that they're causing to themselves and to others in the process. It's estimated that this condition affects 1% of the population. So why am I bringing this up on my podcast? That's a good question, and here's how I saw it. Obviously, first of all, there is a perception that developers and tech people in general are kind of full of themselves. All that imposter syndrome stuff notwithstanding, geeks and nerds like myself can definitely have a tendency to think that what they have to say is important and that they know how to fix things. And usually, if only people would listen to me or do it my way or do this thing I read on the internet. Well, that applies to things from the phone one uses to the direction that companies or even the government should take. We sure do have our opinions. Not only that, but there are a subset of us, of which I am a chief offender, who take it a step further. I write a blog, I record a podcast, I record screencasts, I've spoken at user groups and conferences. Who do I think I am anyway? Do I think that I'm God's gift to tech and that I keep putting myself out there as a talking head? So let's delve into that a little bit. First from psychcentral.com, the symptoms of a narcissistic personality disorder. In order for a person to be diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, they have to meet five or more of the following symptoms. They have to have a grandiose sense of self-importance, e.g. exaggerates achievements and talents, expects to be recognized as superior without commensurate achievements. I don't have this problem. I don't exaggerate my achievements, and I do not expect to be recognized as superior very much at all. Is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. I'm not preoccupied with fantasies of any success, power, or the like. I don't have any fantasies about my future at all, actually. The worst I get is when I still imagine myself in big sports scenarios like win the World Series or the Super Bowl, something like that. Or doing something awesome like landing a probe on a comet. Usually I try to imagine that I'd be able to be humble and give credit to others, even in that situation. I admire people who recognize those who aren't in the spotlight, who help them reach that pinnacle, and I hope that I'd be similarly gracious believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high-status people or institutions. I do think that I'm special and unique, but just like everybody else. I certainly don't feel like high-status people should associate with me. In fact, I'm surprised when the guy at Wendy's knows what my order is going to be. I'll give myself a .5 here, though. Requires excessive admiration. I don't require very much admiration. I like to be appreciated, but I think that's different. 
has a strong sense of entitlement, e.g. unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her expectations. I don't feel entitled to anything. This is actually my biggest pet peeve with my children. It seems to be that they act too entitled to things. And it's one of the biggest things that I'm battling with them. So I can't stand that one. And I would be outraged if I found it myself. Is exploitive of others. It takes advantage of others to achieve their own needs. I don't exploit other people. I do try to help. I feel like I might take the point against myself here though. Because I can be opportunistic at times I guess. And I'm not sure where the line is on this question. So I'm going to default to counting this against myself. Lacks empathy, is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. I'm pretty good at empathizing with people that I understand when I understand what they're going through. It doesn't always occur to me in nonverbal communication that there might be something there or that I wrote an insensitive email, but when it's pointed out to me, I often feel very badly. Case in point, sometimes during an interview process, if it isn't going well, I try to help the person a little, mostly for their next interview, because I don't want to totally crush them is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her. No and no, just absolutely not. Regularly shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. Hmm, I might have this one. I have been accused of being arrogant, especially 10 or more years ago, so with no great way to judge that, I'm going to take the hit on this one. So that gives me a two and a half score, and I feel like I judge myself fairly harshly and hopefully accurately. To qualify, I still would have needed a score of 5 or more out of the 9. So I'm on the scale, I register, but I'm probably not a certified narcissist. I also found a quiz that I could take, also from Psych Central, and with a link to the show in the show notes. I scored a 17, so what does that mean? Between 12 and 15 is average. Celebrities often score closer to 18. And narcissists score over 20. So again, I don't register as narcissistic. But, eh, borderline, right? I've got pre-narcissism disorder, maybe. That's broken down as, so here's the narcissistic trait. Authority, I got a 7. Self-sufficiency, a 2. Superiority, a 3. Exhibitionism, 2. Exploitativeness, 3. Vanity, 0. Entitlement, 0. So let's think about that. Authority refers to a person's leadership skills and power. People who score higher in authority like to take charge and gain power, often for power's sake alone. You scored particularly high in authority, suggesting you see yourself as a leader or someone who values power. Well, I mean, that was my worst one, so let's think about that. I I did get zeros in vanity and entitlement, and that makes sense from what I said earlier. I have no illusions about my appearance. What I said earlier, I hate entitlement. My worst score there was that authority that I read. In this case... I tried again to be as hard on myself as I could when I took the test, and there were some poorly worded questions. What basically got me on authority is that I often end up taking charge and getting things done. Even when I want to not be in charge, just sit back, relax, coast, be a good worker bee, I kind of end up leading things, especially if there is a vacuum in authority. When I am leading, there are times when I can get people to do what I want, not because I'm being manipulative, but because I'm hurting towards a goal, but I feel like they may have gotten me a little bit on exploitativeness as well. Now this result in and of itself isn't necessarily indicative of nerd and geek culture. I had my friend and fellow technologist Jeff take the test and he scored way under the average normal score. So I'm probably a little more narcissistic than most. 
If you think about it, though, I am blasting my message out in the aforementioned ways, blog, podcast, screencast, talks, and Jeff doesn't do those sorts of things. Does that mean that people who are putting themselves out there are all borderline narcissistic? I haven't done a scientific study, and with only the two of us, there isn't enough data to go on. I think I'm an outlier, though, with my personality. So, if I start thinking about the nine-point checklist and I compare it on people I know who do put themselves out there in the community the same ways that I am and, and are way more successful even than I am, I can only think of one or two out of the many that I know that would even remotely qualify. Those who speak and blog usually do so out of a sense of respect and gratitude to the community. They want to give back, either because they themselves benefited as they grew or because they love to teach. I wouldn't think that we would accuse the teachers of America of teaching because they're narcissists. It's the same for the champions of the tech community. They either gain huge satisfaction from seeing others get it, or they've been encouraged to be involved because their giftings just lend to making them natural teachers. So don't be discouraged from putting yourself out there because you might feel that people are thinking, who does this person think they are? And at the same time, if you see a person who is always at user groups, helping out and blogging and tweeting and being interviewed everywhere, don't assume right away that they're going for the glory. They may very well just be like Bill Nye the Science Guy and genuinely love helping people find technology. My first pick of the week this week is APIs.io. This is kind of a relaunch of APIs.io, and it's an experimental API search service to help discover APIs on the web. As I do this recording, there are 861 APIs in the database. This is a helpful service that you could use as you're learning technologies to have a helpful data source to work with. Also, you could build some tooling around some of these APIs, or a real product, based on the terms of services and stability of the APIs, of course. Lastly, you could also just find some APIs in here that may help you at work in order to make pieces of your own job easier. Just check it out when you get a chance over at APIs.io. My second pick of the week this week is Explained Visually over at setosa.io slash ev. That's S-E-T-O-S-A dot I-O slash ev. This site explains things that can be hard to grasp in a very simple and visual way. Because it's visual, it's a little bit hard to explain here on an audio podcast, but go on over to setosa.io slash ev and check it out. They have explanations for sine and cosine, exponents, Markov chains, conditional probability. EV is an experiment in making hard ideas intuitive. Setosa is working full-time on explanatory visualizations, so you can expect a visualization every week for the next few months. So check that out and see what's there. It may not be something you use, but it might be something that you're able to use with others. Um, And maybe you'll be surprised. There'll be something on there that you will learn. That's it for this week. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can find me on Twitter as at PeteOnSoftware or on my blog, PeteOnSoftware.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. 